Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 12, entitled Phoenix. Uh, I don't know what the hell is up with that title, but uh, what do you know about this episode? Uh, well, you want to play the name game? Because I, I can play half of it now, half of it in the spoiler section. I guess so. I, I'm clueless on this one. I, the only thing I can think of that is kind of not spoiler is that you know we talked about the birth death cycle mm-hmm. that uh combo got murdered in the episode the beginning of the episode holly was being born at the end of the episode here again we've got you know we've gone from combo to the birth of holly to the death of jane it's a daughter being born a daughter dying uh it's also the name of the marslander featured on the news report that the uh okay donald and walt were watching and having a philosophical discussion about uh why they were at the bar talking about family. So there, there is a, a couple of uh, meanings, I think. All right. So the, the Lander thing is good. I mean, that's it's a direct also reference, but a little bit of a Walt. I mean, he's kind of the Phoenix. He was in ashes of cancer and hmm. he had just a few weeks to live. And now he has got in, uh, if this surgery is successful in an indefinite stay of execution. So he's like kind of risen anew and he's going to be stronger and healthier because he's going to be off chemo. So that's hmm. what I just made up in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> and it seems like maybe they should have used that name earlier then when, you know, Fo- he was actually po- told that... Pohenix. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is directed by Colin Buxy, who has directed two episodes of Better Call Saul. First two? Episodes... First two or... No, not the first two. They haven't aired yet. Vince Gilligan okay. and Michelle McLaren. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. That was just this week. <laughs> That was six podcasts ago, just this week. There have only been two episodes so far. Yes. So I was curious. Uh, no, he's directed two episodes of Better Call Saul, two episodes of The Bridge, two episodes of Fargo, four total episodes of Breaking Bad, a bunch of others. Uh, it's written by John Shiban. Shiban. <laughs> so crazy when he writes. He writes. Uh-huh. Uh, he began his career working for the X-Files as a staff writer in the third season. He's part of the Villa Gang, as we've as, as we've. Oh, is it. he Really? Uh, he has you consider uh, him part of that gang. He wrote episodes for Lone Gun- Gunman. Uh, All right, four episodes of Breaking Bad. Uh, also did a stint on Torchwood and Hell on Wheels. So, so he's written in everything that Vince Gilligan has ever done. <laughs> and in and, and addition to that, Hell on Wheels and uh, Torchwood. Yeah. I don't think Gilligan had anything to do with either of those. No, but also a lot. I mean, he's got a fairly long. I mean, obviously started the X Files, but he's been writing a lot. He did dozens of credits. Okay, so, so we're in good hands. We always uh, have. And like, that's I think, a theme when you're running, when you're talking about the Breaking Bad. I've yet to. I mean, there's been a couple of in the Villa Gang, like the Moria mm-hmm. Beckett Wallet, the Beckett Wall, Moria Wally Beckett. Yeah, that doesn't seem like she has credits outside of Breaking Bad. Uh, but you know, she's got the good stuff, and she's proven it on with her track record here. There's some others here and there like that, but you know, hasn't been a lot of Power Rangers and Hannah Montana. <laughs> Uh, going down with sure. Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's good. And it shows, Simone you know. I mean, this is another excellent episode. This is one of those episodes that's up there in the pantheon of great Breaking Bad episodes for me. Tell you what, though. You see a duck, you see a, a DuckTales, a Darkwing Duck credit. I'm not going to hold that against you. Sure. Rescue no. Rangers, uh-huh. Gargoyles. Anything gold. from the Disney afternoon, really. I'm, you're, I'm okay. You're, you're okay in my book. Yeah. If you cut your teeth on Darkwing Duck, you're <laughs> A-OK. For sure. Do you know how hard it is to come up with a I am the X that flaps in the night kind of? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that every fucking episode, you got to keep it fresh. You can't repeat yourself. Sometimes two or three times. That's not easy. You're right. That is right. not easy. A certain kind of creative mind goes into that sort of thing. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, what about the recap? Should we get into it? Let's do it. We start with Walt speeding over to the drop location for these drugs. This was a dead drop? Am I to understand? Uh, apparently so, yeah. He just drops them and leaves. And and got the money. Yeah. That is amazing. It's a lot of money That's to just put out there. a lot of money and there. a lot of meth to just, like, you know, do it uh, CIA style. Yeah. Sure. Uh, anyway, he calls his wife as he unloads the drugs, but Marie answers and... Uh, says, hey, she had the baby, and tells her, tells him a little bit of the details, and then he tells her that she stuck. he's stuck in traffic. He'll be there when he can get there. Uh, lying to her, of course. Man, that's tough. Where did that tire come from that flew out and, and ran over the phone? So that I think while awesome he was driving... Vis- that was an awesome visual, but uh, I, like, what the fuck? Well, it came out of his trunk. He pulls it out of his trunk and he rolls it off. Oh. I think what he did is he put the meth under the tire so that if he got pulled oh, over, it wouldn't be immediately okay. obvious. That made sense. Yeah. That made sense. Okay. Because I'm like, what the fuck? It's a very cool <laughs> just, visual. But... Like a tumbleweed just driving. Just... But it was it was also moving. Like, yeah. You know, it, it, was, it had some velocity to it. <laughs> sure. Uh, so Walt shows up at the hospital where Skylar hands him his brand new daughter. And he turns around. He sees, oh, my God, who's here but Ted? God that, damn it, you Ted. It surprises him to see Ted there. Uh, he thanks Ted for driving Skylar to the hospital, and then Ted leaves, and Skylar sends Walt out to get her overnight bag. Yeah, uh, you, so uh, the scale of appropriateness here. I mean, obviously, Ted took her pr- to the hospital. Pretty appropriate, Super I Super appropriate. Yeah. Stick around, in the, you know, after her family leaves, make sure she's okay. It's appropriate. Yep. Uh, leaves as soon as her husband gets there. Uh, excuses him, gives her appropriate. Kiss on the cheek. Oh, oh, kiss on the cor- appropriate. I kiss think. on the corner of her mouth. It was a little less oh. cheap, more in the corner. He's like right, right there, uh, right there. I, uh, mm. The kiss on the cheek is appropriate. Corner mouth kiss. I'm not so sure. Yeah, mildly inappropriate. A little bit, mildly. It's okay though, because Walt is more enamored with the new child than he is worried about Ted swooping in. If this was a if this was a South Florida video series, it'd be gone mild. Slightly inappropriate. Okay, don't get it, but moving on. Uh, <laughs> actually, is there any chance this child was born on Friday the 13th after all? I don't know how close oh, we are shit. to her C-section. I have no idea what day it is. But she was no at idea. work. It could have been a Friday. I don't know. When did the Phoenix Lander land? Oh, there you go. Good call. Uh, uh, you I look w- that up, and I'll move on to the next scene. Okay. Descend on a move. Unless you found it already. Uh, May 25th, 2008. What day is it? Well, but it's actually when it discovered water. Yes. They discovered uh, water on Mars. Which, the date they announced it, that's going to be impossible to find. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Walt goes home. He unloads the massive bag of cash that he grabbed and stuffs it all into the walls above his washer and dryer. I really, really like Dave Porter's score here. It's kind of, it's not as dark as Breaking Bad always gets. It's more bouncy. It's more like triumphant in a way. Uh, it's cool. I like it a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I agreed. I'm kind of preoccupied with this Phoenix Lander stuff. I can tell, yeah. What uh, <laughs> what do you think about the the place that Walt stashes all this money up behind the the insulation? I think that is a good place where Skylar will never see it. The only Man, problem is if she's doing laundry. Of, you spend a lot of time looking at that back wall when you're sorting laundry, getting anything prepped, and like if there's like a yeah. hint of stack of cash. Yeah, like, you know, you get a, a breeze coming into that garage or something, it slightly moves the insulation. Yeah. 
No, I, she I, might notice. I think it's a kind of a ballsy place uh, <laughs> myself. It's but. it's much more easily accessible than in the baby's room in the vent. So I, I don't think he could get away with that. The NASA press release announcing the water discovery on Mars was July thirty first, two thousand eight, which was a Thursday. Hmm. Now, so you think maybe the news picked it up the next day? That, but, but it wouldn't even be a thirteenth, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be a thirteenth. Yeah, so, so I don't know that this timeline is necessarily that accurate anyway. So it it also could be that she's weeks early. You know, like I don't know how <laughs> far in the future that C section was planned. So like two, three weeks, I think, four weeks. Okay, wasn't it? It could be. I don't uh, know how much time has left. And ultimately, who cares? Because yeah. what the tragic thing is that in the next episode, Skylar slips in the shower and it bashes <laughs> Holly's head in. Yeah, it's rough. So Friday the 13th or not, it wasn't mm. exactly a fortunate birth. No. Obviously, I'm joking. Uh, or yeah, am I? I, I just... <laughs> is it a I'll spoiler that is. Holly survives <laughs> through the uh, final episode? Mm. Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> the, the, the brand new white baby... Just makes it through two episodes. I don't think that's a spoiler, but we'll see. If people might complain. Uh, no, I just thought it might be you know a bad omen for the kid, mm. and, and it it would be ironic or not ironic, but it would be rough considering Skyler didn't want to have that baby on the thirteenth if she had had it then. Sure, I still think it's funny that she did cause a lot of trouble by trying to schedule around the thirteenth. That's the thing, the chief irony. Yes, yeah, you're right. Anyway. Uh, we go to Jesse and Jane. They're waking up from a drug-induced stupor, and they hear Jane's oh, I, phone ringing. I was yeah. excited because Junior was downstairs having dinner. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know he ate anything. It's a confirmed breakfast. non-breakfast meal. Hmm. Okay. And changed his first diaper. They're yeah. unrelated, as far as I can tell. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, so Jane's phone rings, wakes him up. It's her dad calling, and she has missed an appointment with him. Mm-hmm. And then she notices, oh, someone broke in, and she tells Jesse, who kind kind of freaks out, and then goes in the kitchen and really freaks out. Mm-hmm. He realizes, oh my god, the meth is missing. Can you even imagine Ugh. that? Knowing how much that is worth, what and and the fact that someone knew that and went right to that area and stole yeah. it while you were asleep, and now you got to call fucking Mister White. Uh-huh. Oh, tell him, yeah, how mad is he going to be? Like, the ice water down the spine feeling must have been pretty intense. Yeah. Pretty intense. We go to the Narcotics Anonymous meeting where Jane is fidgety. She's listening to a guy talk about how he's been clean for a year. Uh, afterward. Why she's flipping her 18-month token. Yeah, her fraudulent token at this yes, point. Yes, yes. Uh, What's the, um, you anything about AA or NA? I, I know that there are a number of steps involved. Is there an etiquette <laughs> where you like have to turn in the chip and get a new one? I imagine so. Is like that a big deal? I imagine you're probably trading up your chips, and they're going to ask for her chip and give her a one day chip or whatever if they right. knew. You know, right? I imagine they encourage honesty, but they also can't. You know, it seems like another thing they'd have to preach is self forgiveness. Like if you have a relapse, you can't just go jump back into the needle you gotta you gotta get off that thing so there can't be like a lot of shaming it's not like there's they're not like they're like ripping the stripes off her sleeves or drumming her out i don't think there's a lot of shaming but there's not a lot of self-forgiveness you have to go ask for forgiveness as far as i know yeah i I think 
I maybe maybe that's not true. Obviously, I've never been in AA or NA or oh, is that obvious? NEA. Maybe you should be, Jim. <laughs> I mean, I have all my teeth, so I I'm, <laughs> I think I'm still good. Yeah, so it's, it's for, it's, I'll I'll be there to pick you up when you lose your first tooth. All right, and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Uh, her father asks her, you know, you you look tired. I just think it's funny uh, that as much of as as much of a part of our podcast alcohol plays. Mm-hmm. That you're like, obviously, I've never been to AA. Obviously, I guess it's true because if you, I'm drinking tea with whiskey, you win. It just didn't take. It just didn't take. <laughs> you know, you got sure. tired of turning into tokens. Yeah. So what the fuck? Yeah, I can't. I mean, exchanging my two day token for a one day got old <laughs> <laughs> after the tenth time. Two day. Who are we kidding here? <laughs> uh, so Jane's sitting down with her father, and he uh, waves his finger, reverses time, uh, sees what? No, uh, she. <laughs> He says that she's looking tired, and uh, she says it's a tattoo she's been working on for some pimply-backed guy. Snaps his fingers, a card appears in her mouth. <laughs> yep. Uh, he also asks her about the guy next door, which she says, why would I get involved with the tenant, as if she's never made a bad decision in her life. Yeah, that's the thing. I actually thought, uh, my second trip through this episode, that Jane's dad was remarkably trusting i guess it's been 18 18 months. months is a while yeah and when do you when do you stop being like are you using again my god you got bags in your eyes are you fucking using yeah he seems like a pretty compassionate dude a little too compassionate i thought once he discovers that she's been using drugs and then lets her have a day to get her shit in order because yeah. her plants are gonna die yeah i thought he's a little bit of a I, he's a little softy he's, yeah he's kind of a sucker for his daughter there but and you oh, got to well. think that's going to be, you know, how do you live with yourself with the knowledge that if you if you hadn't have bought that flower that that plant story, your daughter would be alive. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, I guess so. She would have gone right to rehab, and yeah, like if you said no bullshit, your plants, yeah. I'll buy you new plants. Uh, or I'll yeah, water your Yeah, how's he going to deal with plans. the aftermath of this, right? Yeah. He's no. got to be devastated. It's 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 going to be it's going to be something. Sure. Um Walt and Skyler putting their daughter in the crib. Walt gets a call from Jesse saying that he got robbed. They took all the meth and then in a real dick move in my opinion, Walt lets Jesse kind of stew, hangs up on him without saying it was me. So, yes, it's a dick move, but is it an unwarranted dick move? I, I went through a lot of, like, yeah. soul devil's searching. advocate and uh-huh. soul-searching <laughs> as this episode went on about, like, who's really to blame here? Because yeah. I think Walt's appropriate to hang up because Jesse's actions not only cost him the birth of his child, but also almost got them fucked on this massive deal, which was kind of yeah. like their only hope. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in light of of Walt making such a confident statement to Gus that I can trust this guy, he does what I do, you know, blah, 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 all that crap, okay? Yeah, definitely. So, so I, I get that. Um, then later on in the episode when he refused to give Jesse his money, I'm like, man, you're not Jesse's dad. Quit trying to live his life for him. Right. And, and, also, and he gets that same advice from Jane's dad, but then his daughter dies. But also, like, if you, <laughs> if you go to, like, first causes, right? Uh-huh. It was Walt's idea to push this meth into new territory. Jesse says it's yes. a bad idea, man. We're going to get fucked. Mm-hmm. And and Walt's like, no, no, blowfish, blowfish, blowfish. <laughs> if Walt hadn't done that, they'd gone a little bit safer, stayed to their territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguably, Combo doesn't get shot. Yep. Jesse doesn't hit the meth pipe. Jane doesn't hit the meth pipe. Jane mm-hmm. doesn't bring her horse kit. 
and none of this ever happened. So who's yeah. really? It's it's ultimately Walt's greed and pride. I mean, which is the yeah, thesis even of this from whole the fucking series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if you go back to all the way to first causes, it's kind of Walt's fault. Sure. But like it's it's, it's <laughs> or let's really... take it all the way back to the Big Bang. It's it's the universe's <laughs> fault. Yeah, yeah, you know that fucking universe always fuck, getting in the way. Hydrogen. If hydrogen didn't <laughs> condense to form, you know, and stars, there's your Phoenix reference. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> done. Are you so you're you're a Big Bang Big Crunch subscriber then? Yeah, uh, I I like it all. I like it all. You know, I'll crunch, I'll bang, whatever. <laughs> I like I like my universe smooth, like peanut butter. No crunch. All for right, me. fair enough. Uh, Walt and Skyler put their daughter in the crib. Wait, I already did that. Uh, I, I did want to mention here, there's something kind of cool in this scene where Skylar is showing, or no, 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 it's later on when he's with Marie. We're at the I blue think pool. it's when he's we're, with Marie. We're at the pool party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hank's there's, getting all freaked out at boobs. I can't remember where it is. Boobs at the table. Okay. He's one of those dudes. Yeah, they're having chicken dinner in the backyard. Uh, Los Pollos Hermanos, yeah. which we know is the chicken place that Gus works at, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Uh, Walt asks Hank about putting an alarm on the pool and then Hank offers to pay for it, but Walt refuses because, you know, we know he has, he has a ton of money sure. and he doesn't want to take advantage of his family like that. It's right. not who Walt is. Sure. Uh, Skyler mentions that she's going to be going back to work soon and Walt doesn't seem very happy about that. Uh, at the very end of the scene, Marie's like, how can we never get Chinese? That was kind of a weird thing to just throw in. You think that was just like, oh, she ad-libbed this funny line and... We left it in. I don't know. I could also see it as that Marie kind of being, I want to say out of touch. What am I trying to say here? Marie's always very surface. Oh, yeah. Like, it's funny that, like, other people are talking about how you're going to pay for this. And even Hank's like, well, you just, you know, got a printing press. Just printing out 50. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're doing something illegal getting that money at your wallet? <laughs> uh, which continues to be a source of amusement. But mm-hmm. Marie's just, like, talking about the food. She's she's a lot like that. So the scene that I was going to talk about, and I guess I'll go ahead and talk about it here because it's perfect segue, is when Marie and Walt are over by the baby, and he is rolling up a towel to put under its back to keep it on its side. Uh, Marie's like, "Oh, they they make a thing just for that. You can go buy one." And he's like, "I think a towel will do." Mm-hmm. Like Marie wants to go out and spend money on this stupid thing that they can just replace with the towel. She's she's very much like materialistic and but on the other hand, I, I, I took that as a little bit of ironic because Walt's like, I'm going to get a sonar powered sure. robot saving baby too. saving robot to patrol yeah. the pool. It's the RoboCop of pools, uh-huh. constantly on guard for babies drowning. I want the Rocky Five robot. But come on, <laughs> we can just fold up a towel. Sure, but I, but I also was like, as a parent myself, uh, I was unaware of the whole prop sonar. baby on the side. Oh no, I don't. I don't give a shit about the sonar. I never have had a pool. Yeah, um, but the whole baby on the side, like it seems to me that the, it's more likely the baby's going to roll over onto their belly, which is like uh, Sidsville. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Sidsville, population your baby. If your baby's ever on its tummy, you got to squeeze them between two towels and <laughs> like a vice. Uh-huh. Just put them in between a vice <laughs> so they vice. can't roll over. Sure, uh, but you're going to put towels between the, the metal and the baby. At least, of course, you don't want you don't you don't want direct skin to metal contact. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've never never heard of that. Hey, get lead poisoning. Um, I I I'm. I think All right, the babies could like get rid of vomit out of their mouth 
and not. But then again, then again, Jane can't. So. That's the whole thing. This yeah. is all like if you missed all the foreshadowing before, this yeah. is going to hit you right in the face. This this towel is foreshadowing too, because if you notice, um, when in this episode when Jesse is learning how to do heroin. Jane puts a, a blanket or a towel or yep. something behind him to keep him on his side to prevent the very thing that yes. kills her. Yes, uh, That says so much about Jane kind of, you know, and then Walt's comments later about way to wear the pants or whatever. Jane is kind of treating him like a baby. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the connection there is Walt doing that to his baby and Jane doing that to Jesse, which I thought, you know, that theme worked pretty well. In this episode. It's weird because Jesse was caught between a rock and a hard place. He is kind of passive. He's got between it's daddy like, and mommy, which it, is Walt and Jane. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yep. Yep. It's it's interesting. I, I like I like when they do broader themes in this show, you know? Sure. I'm trying to say something about the characters. Like men being afraid of breastfeeding. Sure. Or at least Hank. Hank is very I'm also amazed when I meet breasts. people like that. I'm like, they still make dudes like you? They're rolling you off the assembly line. I guess so. Get all like excited at the sight of a woman breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, get excited! Is that what you thought? Or no, like just worked up? Just like we're yeah, trying to like, eat here. I'm like, this is disgusting. Yeah, like that's ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Later that night, the baby's go crying. feed your baby in a fucking toilet. Isn't there a public? Isn't there a shitty public restroom you can latch that thing on your boob? Ah, ah! Come on, man. Uh, later that night, the baby's crying. Walt gets up to quiet her in the kitchen, and he takes her to the garage and shows her the hidden money. Daddy I liked, did that. I like this scene a lot. It shows you, you know, Walt is super proud of this money. He's yes, now he provided and for he his family. he can finally bring one of his family members yep. into the inner circle. He's the only one he can show. Sure, because her brain is tapioca. <laughs> yes. She's about 12 months away from being an anything, any kind of interesting person. Yep. Next day at school... <laughs> Jesse shows up, confronts Walt about taking the meth. Uh, Walt says, look, you're a junkie. You made me miss the birth of my daughter. Not cool, man. Uh, Jesse asks how much they made and where his half is, and then Walt says he's not going to give it to Jesse because he just shoot it all up. Daddy is in full effect here. Yeah. Daddy did that. Yep. Uh, Daddy gets to say when you get their heroin or not. Like, going to do a piss in the cup. I mean, that's a total, like, that's what you, that's the move you make on your teenage kid that's failing English. It's more bullshit than that. This is the next fucking day. Walt knows he shot up last night. Yeah, I was there. That is going to come through in a piss test. Well, but Jesse, on the other hand, knew he was there and was trying to pull this. I don't even like heroin. Heroin is so last night. I agree. And meth, I can, like, that's like. But, But the piss test proves nothing. Walt is just. Walt is just bullshitting him here. Like, so, but so is Jesse. Like, it's, to me, the cup was just like, oh, oh, okay, we'll piss in this cup. We both know you'll fail. Right? Because Jesse knew he was in his house and saw him high. No, totally. Saw I, the spoon, I agree with that. Saw... I'm just not sure that it's a one-to-one comparison here. Like, I, I get, so, yeah, so Walt in... doesn't believe him, but it's something that, but he's just setting him up up for failure even if jesse was telling the truth like i'm done with heroin that was the last time he the piss test doesn't prove that he's not done with heroin it just proves that he had that he did heroin last night mm, okay I see what like you're I, saying. and i agree that walt doesn't believe him and that's why he's doing that so on the other hand it seems like it's entirely reasonable to say okay so i don't know what the half-life of heroin is i assume yeah 
like you know if if Walt's all got his paintings in a bunch about weed, okay, and Jesse's been smoking a hell amounts of weed, it's gonna take him thirty days to piss clean. Four hundred eighty k is a pretty big carrot. Like so let's say it takes a week to metabolize oh, yeah. all the heroin out of your system, then take a week off, piss clean. He gives you your money. If you can't, then you've got a problem. I to yeah. me this. This episode epitomizes why it's so hard to to divide people into ones that root against Walt and ones that root for Walt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm pretty anti-Walt. If you listen to all the podcasts, you kind of know. But the things, to the extent that I was still a Walt fan, it's stuff like this. Because he, even though he's a complete asshole about the way he goes about it, he <laughs> does genuinely care for Jesse. He does. But I... And especially from this point, like... From the time he meets Gus, it's not even arguable that he needs Jesse. No, as far as I'm concerned, I think they're done cooking at this point, right? Like he got his money for his family, right? He's going to give Jesse his half, and I think like he Jesse needs more because later, of the surgery, he wants you're going to figure oh, out. Oh yeah, but yeah, I, you're right. But like he never needs Jesse to cook. Like the only the only no. thing he needed Jesse for was to maybe show him the basics of cooking meth. Although I feel like. Just he to just figure that out. I mean, that's all he needed. But he needed for. him to, on the street side of the equation. Yeah. Once that becomes, once he, arguably, once he meets Saul, who's there, like I'm ready to make your connections. He no longer needs Jesse. Yeah. But his loyalty keeps him bringing back to, like, you know, one a, a really dark Walt mm-hmm. would just be like, yeah, here's your 480k, and you're gonna throw it up your arm, and you're but gonna overdose, care. and I know where your hydra cash, and I either get it or not, or you're out of your. I, I am effectively buying you out forever, all times, and he doesn't do that. Now, no, and he makes the, it very clear that he feels like Jesse is family later on in the episode. The devil's advocate side of me wants to say part of that is control. Okay, I could see that with Walt. Yeah, part of that it, it's <laughs> not just concern for him; it's also I. You know, I'm taking ownership of this person's life and I need him to, you know, since he's roll it kind of like what Jesse says about Jane, like, I don't roll this way, and by extension, neither do you. It bothers Walt that his partner is a junkie. Well, he has a lot of incentive, right? If Jesse gets caught, if Jesse rolls over on him, he could also end up going to prison for this. Right. Uh, he does have incentive for Jesse to make good decisions with this stuff. But that's the thing I'm always struggling with when I'm trying to decide how I feel about Walt. Is like, where does the fatherly, where does the fatherly impulses end and where do the maniacal control freak impulses begin? Yeah. And that's, you know, where you kind of come down on that. And a lot of other issues is where you, is whether you're still rooting for Walt, you know, or not. Sure, sure, and I think they've been asking that question, you know, more is, fervently as we've gone because he started as his teacher and he would, cared about him on that level. And now it's even deeper. Would you say it's fair to say that this is kind of the median point of people turning against Walt? Like, I don't blame Walt very much for what he did, honestly. For letting like, Jay I, die, yeah. Asshole. I, I, I know. I for some reason i have very little sympathy for people who you know what i don't have their shit together to that level and also like i forgot how awful jane the junkie is she's She's an unholy bitch she's the worst man yeah uh just and and she she does a hell of a job portraying this like yeah she's a completely different person on heroin yeah than she is in real life um to the extent that like i don't think jesse is 
Yeah, I mean, Jesse... Of course, Jesse's a junkie all the full time, all the time. Yeah, Jesse smokes meth, and I feel like he's basically the same guy, just uh, acting a little more fidgety and, and, you know, more paranoid and weirder, but he doesn't fundamentally change. Like, he doesn't become some craven drug addict who's just looking for his next fix at all costs. Sure, Unlike Jane, and we'll talk about that more toward the end of this episode. But I think that... And I was surprised because, like, I kind of was of that philosophy. It's like, yeah, I bet, like, you're right around 50% of the people turn on Walt for this. And we're I'm going to talk a lot about this scene because yeah. I got a lot to talk, talk about it. But Talking about her death or? Yes. Okay. Um, and his reaction and what it's like to be in his head and, you know, how, you know, what how that all played out. But I don't know. Uh, again, I, to be completely honest, I had that kind of, like, um mouth covered my like you know like you cover my mouth like oh my god i can't believe this is happening but also like ooh, what do i want to happen here yeah because that's kind of what i wanted to happen <laughs> walt is right this is a terminal situation yeah these people with four hundred eighty thousand dollars are walking corpses yep uh i don't uh, yeah i i don't know i don't need right. to let jane die but <laughs> we'll get there yeah we'll get there uh, Walt tucks in the baby, goes to see a website that Junior oh, oh, has made. Oh, I just, I want to make something. Do you think that there is any, think about Spooge and Skank. Yeah. And their relationship. Because you, this, this, uh, the, this thing ended with Walt saying, your junkie girlfriend, and then Jesse wung a piece of lab equipment at him and exploded against Walt, and, and Walt's just shocked. Mm-hmm. Spooge and Skank, Spooge constantly push skank to the boiling point until she dropped an ATM on his head. Uh-huh. I felt like that there was a little more than a little deliberate um, parallel between that situation, and this situation that Walt is just sees Jesse as this little child that he can just lecture and mm-hmm. grab by the nose and, you know, tweak and grab by the ear that, but there is a, a push, a, a boiling point and a, a, a point where he can be pushed and there's no recovery from yeah, if he calls him skank, it's over. And I felt it's like done. we got pretty damn close this episode. Yeah. Like, if, if Walt had come back something more vicious after the glass throwing, God knows what had happened. Yeah, a fight in his classroom, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, Walt tucks in the baby, goes to see a website that Junior has made in his honor, and he really likes it until he sees that they are cyber-begging. Uh, Skyler pulls him aside to talk about the, the That's site. offensive. That's offensive. I, I Asking know, for I money know. on the it's... internet, cyber begging? What the hell? What, the, what kind of that's, despicable? <laughs> that's a perfectly res- respectable <laughs> business model. What the hell? Come on, Walter. I'm off your side now. <laughs> Let people die. You know, make a product that kills people. You mm-hmm. you come down on raising money on the internet? Fuck you, pal. We're working on Some of killing us gotta people eat. with podcasts. We're, we aren't quite there yet, but we're getting close. Got to mainline it. Seven a week is just not enough to do it. I think, you know, if we double that output, we might get there. That's true. Uh, He loves it until they're asking for money. Skyler pulls him aside. Uh, They talk about the site, and Walt, obviously disliking the idea, tells her, this is charity. It's charity, Skyler. He can't take charity. Dude, it's, yeah, he's an asshole at this (laughs) part. Sure. It's it's the problem from the beginning. It's the Elliot and Gretchen issue, right? Like... You would think that the fact that your son's doing it. Yeah. Like maybe your son have the glory. Yeah. Like glorifying yourself is directly diminishing junior. 
Yeah. Like this dude spent yeah. some time to do this thing because he loves you. Mm-hmm. And this isn't what we do. We don't beg for money. We fucking cook meth. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here with that, Walt. Yeah, I'm with you there. I was surprised. I was far more offended by his ranting and raving about how does this make me feel than I was by him letting Jane die. Yeah. No, I completely get it. Yeah. Whatever that says about me. Uh, Marie says that uh, they make a proper one of those. This is a scene with the the towel under the baby. And Marie calls Junior Flynn in this episode. <laughs> like, nobody's flinching at that anymore, right? They're, that was not a pun. No, no, no. Marie's always been on the Flynn bag- bandwagon. Sure, but now... Because it pisses off Walt, and she likes to do passive-aggressive things that piss off everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Walt's just not on board with the Flynn thing still. But, you know... I don't. I don't know that he ever will be. Mm. Uh, Walt complains to Saul in his office that he has so much cash, but he can't spend it. Saul kind of runs through a couple of fairly funny options. Uncle uh, Murray, good old Uncle Murray. <laughs> yep. Walt doesn't like any of them because he won't get the credit for earning the money. And then when Walt mentions Junior's website, Saul says, "Hey, we should pipe the cash through that using bots, using uh, zombies, yeah, specifically." Cyberbagging is what uh, he calls it here. I uh, call it make it a buck. Oh, I, I like that Saul calls him out. He's like, yeah, no deep-seated issues there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, Walt. Yeah. Uh, so I, I felt like when I saw this, I got my theory about uh, the Noah guy, Noah guy, Noah guy. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a little bit of a spoiler? I don't know what you're about to say. Uh, anyway... <laughs> I don't think if if I stop there, it's a spoiler. I don't I don't want to remember to talk about the spoiler section. But the fact that he uses that exact same syntax to talk about this hacker guy mm-hmm. starts to make me think that this is less something we can use as a predictive thing to make decisions about what's going on with Better Call Saul and, and later on in Breaking Bad, and more that this is just a way Saul thinks this is a cool way to talk. Just a Saulism. Yeah, it's a Saulism. I know a guy who knows a guy who's hacked a few computers. Like, okay, all right, I could buy that. We go to Jan and Jesse again. She's teaching him how to prepare heroin. Speaking, wait, before we move on, just as a personal nerd moment, do you remember when it was like super divisive amongst the nerd community to conflate hacking with cracking? And I felt that Saul's like, you know, Mm -hmm. make a distinction between the two was a little bit. That's in in today's day, no one makes that distinction. Oh, they still do, yeah. No, but I don't think so. It's not hacking. Pop, you might, popular mainstream media doesn't, certainly. I don't think nerd community does either. They do. Like you might throw a white hat in front of a hacker. No, they definitely do. Uh if All you go bullshit. listen if you go listen to like the twenty six hundred radio shows, they absolutely do. Really? Oh yes. Huh. I mean anybody who is like an old school hacker is offended when you imply that there are that there is a criminal element to hacking. Those people are criminals in their mind. They are not hackers. Yeah, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'm telling you, there are people out there who do not agree okay. with you. I thought that because, like, I've been, you know, there used to be, uh, you know, early 90s, like, there was a controversy in the Trekkie community about Trekkie versus Trekkers. Uh-huh, sure. And I feel like that that just has gone away. Like, it's Trekkies. Trekkies won. It did. Yeah, it did. But I mean, that's, you know, it's up to the mainstream media to determine that ultimately, unless the community itself puts up a big enough fuss to change it. And unfortunately, those communities are not big enough to change it, to put up that kind of fuss, Mm. you know? Okay. All right. 
They're they're out there, but you're right. They're few and far between. Yeah, twenty six hundred. That's still a thing. That's still a thing for, for like real. Forty years, man. Yeah, they've been doing that for a long ass time. Wow. I listen, I listen to it occasionally. Oh, okay. See, I'm I'm uh my big yeah my heyday of that was like ten years ago. Sure. And I stopped giving a fuck about five years ago. I so. mean, it's dubious, right? Because like hacking involves like lock picking now, and like that's what I'm saying. Like to things me, that aren't illegal on the face of it, but are almost entirely used for illegal purposes. Right. Right. They they view hacking as more like a spirit of the thing, like this curious nature and tinkering with things to for for That's whatever still, your like, end is. It's like saying um <laughs> like I don't know, like drawing this distinction between murder and like a lawful shooting. We do that though. Yeah, I guess we do. We we do that for a very good reason. I guess we do. Yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, like, it's still like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, we do. All right, I withdraw my objection. We should do that. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, this is where uh, she's teaching him to shoot up heroin. Jesse shoots up. Jane asks how much money Walt owes him. Well, you know, 500 Not so much. Oh, yeah, I'd Until be she... someone that owe me $500. Oh, no, it's five 500000 And then he goes into his coma. Uh, she's shocked. She her ears perk up. She goes, "What? What? Five hundred thousand dollars? Do you know how much? Heroin I can go to New Zealand can, on that. Do you know how much heroin you can buy for four hundred eighty thousand? A lot of heroin. Do, seriously, do you know how much heroin? Sure. You can about buy? what was it? Like forty pounds? No, no, no. It'd be half that. So like twenty pounds. What are you talking about? How half much did that. they cook? That's that's not heroin. That's meth. Is oh meth, yeah, you're I'm right. Assuming it's cheaper right, than heroin, right. but I don't know. I've never. Yeah, I do not I know what the street value of heroin is. I honestly don't. I, I couldn't tell you. I honestly couldn't tell you what the street value of cocaine is. So Same here. All right. I could probably tell you what the street value of booze is. <laughs> tell you the street value, sure. <laughs> Depend what kind of booze we're talking. That, exactly. And Black I can tell tar you almost... Mexican booze? Are we talking <laughs> pharmaceutical grade vodka? What are we talking? Sure. Everclear? The, the kind you smoke or the kind you shoot up? <laughs> like, you got to be specific. You don't want to smoke alcohol. No, but you it's can. It's a fine uh... line. You get burnt. You can sure shoot it up for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Multiple orifices, too. I'm all about the wine bottle enemas. Yep. Uh, butt chugging, I believe, is what they call it. <laughs> all right. Moving you gotta on. Be careful of that because you don't want to be butt thrown up. That's the worst. Oh, yeah. Oof. No. Oof. Who hasn't been there? Uh, let's let's get into some house plants here. Uh, Jane's dad is at the Narcotics Anonymous meeting. Jane is not. She's overslept once again. Uh, he calls her. He's waiting outside when she gets up. And then he goes inside, he sees all the drugs, he flips out. This is insane. This is exactly how I picture a scenario like this going down, though. No, yeah, right. Jess, Jesse with yeah. the baseball bat, the dad that wants to just fucking murder him. Uh-huh. I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine being a father in this situation. The thing is, like, Jane this- is at fault here, right? This is not Jesse's fault. He didn't start the heroin thing. He told her to leave when he was doing meth. It's not like I'm not gonna, he oh, drug look, her look, into look. it. I think saying Jane, it's Jane's fault is a slight bridge too far. Maybe so. There are no truly but innocent she, parties, and there are no truly guilty parties. It was... Yes. She made a conscious decision to do this, and then introduced him to the heroine. Sure. So, sure. she's more at fault than Jesse. How about that? Sure. I don't know because no, like there's no. I could easily say that Jesse, uh, you know, knowing that she's a junkie, shouldn't even have mentioned. That. Shouldn't have even mentioned and like I don't no. know what what the honorable thing to do is. Maybe you got to like uh, 
Uh, you I got to take a wicked shit. You go to the bathroom. You smoke bath. What's that you movie? Come back I out and sh- pretend like it never happened. What's that movie I just saw involving? Oh God! I finally watched the Harry Potter, uh, uh, Harry Potter Eight Horns, uh, called Harry Potter in the Case of the Uncontrollable Horns. You know that Daniel Radcliffe made a kind of serious movie about him growing horns. Uh, no. You not aware of this, really? Okay. Well, it's a serious movie about him growing it, horns. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds impossible. <laughs> it it is, but it's it's actually okay. fairly cool. I liked it, and I was about to spoil the whole thing, but I'm gonna pull it back. I thought it was like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Horns or something. <laughs> like no. you were seriously saying it's a Harry Potter movie? No, no. Okay. Harry Potter goes to shit once he gets to his twenties. It turns out, <laughs> and he somehow cleans it up in thir- in his thirties. Okay. Uh, what were you saying about it, though? I have no. I, I was about to just spoil the whole movie, and then I realized that things only been out for like six months. So I should back. I should pump uh, the brakes a little bit on that. Okay. Uh, it, but yeah, if you're curious about seeing what Daniel Radcliffe's doing, check out Horns. I thought it was awesome. All right. Very entertaining. So after he flips out, he threatens to call the police uh, unless Jane goes back to rehab. She promises to go back, but not until tomorrow because she doesn't want her plants to die. Uh, Jesse asks if she meant that after her dad leaves, and she says, maybe, but honestly, she just wants her money. Yeah, if we had enough money, no one could make us do anything. Fucking ugh. And, mm, yeah, yeah. I get really frustrated with Jane by the end of this episode. She's a, but she's a, we've seen Jane, the normal citizen that's not under the influence of an insanely addictive drug. Yes. She's an all right. She's fine. All right Mm -hmm. lady. Yeah. Uh, Jane the junk Jane the junkie is a terrible terrible human being. Yes. Turns out a lot of junkies are. She is a <laughs> she is an engine to acquire more heroin at any cost. Yes. And that's not surprising that she's she's terrible. Yes, no, I'm with you. Uh money is not going to solve her problems though. No. No. It's no. going to probably exacerbate them. Make them worse. Uh anyway, I I don't know if her dad just loves houseplants or something. But that line works on him like a charm. It... I think Keith Richards needs to come up with a cele- like a celebrity boot camp. To like, okay, you've got tons of money, and you want to do heroin, but you also want to live long enough to enjoy doing heroin. I'm going to teach you my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> my secret is just to be a badass. Have you read his biography? I haven't, no. So apparently his secret is... What's it called? Stones? <laughs> I forget what it's called, honestly. Um, but apparently the secret to doing drugs uh, and living a nice long life is that you do it once a day. You just have a strict rule that regardless of, like, someone offers you another hit, you just decline. Hmm. Because you can't, that's the thing. It's like, peop, that he says that what gets people in trouble is chasing the high. But if you only get, if, I buy you that. Only, if you smoke one bowl, if you take one shot, if you if snort you one once, like if you snort one or just do it, you know, whatever it takes to get high and then you just stop, then you you don't go bad. I, I think it takes a person with extraordinary will to do that. You, man, you think Keith Richards has some kind of extraordinary self-control? If, I guess if that the, is what he does, then I think yes. I think yes. Because when you are 
That is some super on selective drugs. self-control is all I've got to say. Because he's got the hook. He's got hey, the man. groupie buffet, the bug drug. I mean. But that's not probably going to kill him, right? It's essentially, it's it's a type of self-control that says, I'm going to go and fill up my plate once at Golden Corral. <laughs> but you're not going to eat yourself to death. <laughs> People do. <laughs> Have you, do you not live in this country, man? Come on. But sure, they do it over, over. Like, if you did that every day, yes, you would fucking die. Like, there, your self-control would be like, I'm going to have one plate. Have you been to Walmart lately? There are people eating themselves to death, left, right, and center. Sure. And I would argue that they have less self-control than Keith Richards. <laughs> okay. I think you need to write a book. <laughs> there we go. I will write my method on how I stay sober. Uh, it's tough. It's really you just tough. just don't do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> anyway, Walt gets a call from Jane. She is demanding the money that he owes Jesse. Walt says, I'll give it to him, but only to him, and only when he gets clean. And Jane threatens to burn him to the ground if he doesn't hand over the money tonight. Kapow. Ultimatum. Uh, he's Is he pretending here only to recognize her once she identifies herself as Jesse's junkie girlfriend? No, I totally think that he thought he was talking to one of his students. Okay. And he... Finally, yeah, no, I, I totally. I think it's that. funny that that she is forced to identify herself as Jesse's junkie girlfriend, though. I mean, it, it says, "Hey, oh. Jesse told me what you said about yes, me." Yes, yes. But then she has to say that to him. She's forced to repeat that. No, Jesse's mouth was way too big. Oh yeah, this is something that if I'm Walt, I remember for the future. Especially coming off the episode where he's like freaking out about what they are whether they're in a relationship whether they're just banging he gets too comfortable too fast i think well jesse the junkie turns out to be a terrible a, a terrible human being as well it's true that's true there's a common there's a common common th- theme here yep uh jesse questions what jane's gonna do if walt doesn't deliver the money they, they they're outside smoking cigarettes she says it won't come to that he'll he'll cough up the cash and Jesse needs to trust her because she's his partner. Jesse's yeah. got a new partner. Walt's no longer the partner. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, he's... Yeah, I don't know what to say about this. Um, he's trying to say that, like, look, this isn't the way I want to kind of live my life. And I don't want you to do it, too. And she's like, I don't care. He's my yeah. partner. I'm your partner. Like, she's... Uh-huh. Uh, oh, she's turned into a heroin acquisition engine. That's That's it. Definitely. Uh, Then we go to the White House. Walt is watching elephants on TV, and he's listening to Skylar sing the baby to sleep. Then Skylar comes in the living room and asks him to go get some diapers, and he packs up Jesse's money and heads out. Uh, This is this is a fairly powerful scene here. Sure, I yeah, got a little misty eyed. Yeah, the the elephants not so much. Uh, (laughs) Skylar Skylar singing the baby to sleep though. I mean. What's going through his head? Is he worried that he isn't going to be able to participate in her life much because he could be dying soon still? Uh, is he worried that maybe all of the stuff he's done hasn't been worth it and he should be spending more time with his baby? One more, Phoebe. His family? Another? Yeah. Uh, is, Jesse. Is he worried about the elephants? <laughs> Don't you think that this is something that he's... He he's thinking about Jesse. He could be. Yeah, and he's sitting here in this nice family moment, and 
you know, he's thinking about his family and everyone's safe under this roof, but he's also got this weird affection for Jesse. And what does he do? I don't know. Hmm. I, I thought that that it was that was what's eating at him, and Skyler coming out and saying I need you to go out on a diaper run is just like an open invitation to go sneak off and do Walt things, yeah. which kind of speaks to the level of trust and commitment they have. Like, man, it's been several episodes since I've gotten a whiff of Skyler smoking him out about anything. Yeah, she seems to be off that scent for sure. Uh yeah, but he I mean a couple of times this episode he has some latitude to go out. I mean for he missed a di- the birth of her daughter. I mean <laughs> yeah, I don't that. know because like you know we talked about this when it comes to Justified whether she's Ava him Ava 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 ing him mm-hmm. or not. Yeah, whether she or no, I'm sorry, Winona ing him. Whether this is just her not wanting to fight. Oh, like, I just okay. don't want to fight. I know this yeah. is all bullshit. I don't want to fight. I don't care. And I'm going to lower the boom on you in my own time. I It doesn't feel like that, but it's still something yeah. on the table. Sure. Uh, Walt gives the money to Jesse. Jesse says he'll never hear from either of them again. Uh, I like the moment where he comes up and to the door and he's like, not you, Jesse. Uh, that, like... <sighs> the ball's on her to think she can come to the door and just grab the money. Oh, and she's grabby. Yeah, grabby. Super grabby. I'm glad he does what he does there. Why are you being says, grabby? You, know, you don't get this money. This Why is being not grabby, your money. Mr. Grabby. <laughs> yeah, I I appreciated that. Uh not a lot to say there though. What do you think about the nice uh the nice job wearing the pants? Uh he's goading his he's 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 going after his masculinity. He is, yeah. And I mean, you know, he's I don't know. It's mommy and daddy fighting over the kid honestly like i'm just saying that that's pretty going going um going after his masculinity when there's so many other things on the table is kind of is kind of weak sauce yeah yeah like way to be not a junkie yeah like (laughs) there's nothing way to have some willpower there's nothing wrong with the women in one's life having input into the decisions that are made in your mutual lives sure yeah the problem that's a very sexist comment for sure (laughs) the problem is when it's all about heroin and you're in some kind of suicide pack that's like there are bigger issues yeah (laughs) on the table here yeah uh yeah sure Anyway, he he tries to tell him, you know, he's making a mistake. Jane slams the door in his face. And then she opens up the bag, proclaims that all of their problems are over. They're moving to New Zealand. They're not going to shoot up all of this money. And then immediately Jesse's goes into be, the bedroom and shoots up. Jesse's going to be a bush pilot hobbit. And I, it's funny. That's be- where I'm like, fuck you. She says we should flush all this. as She's looking at it. And the very next scene, they've shot up. Yeah. Like, fuck you. But, but we knew that's going to happen, right? Oh, you're going to flush what we got, or are you going to stick it in your arm? Completely. But still, I can say, fuck you. You're making all these bold claims about what you're going to do with your life, and then not two seconds later, you're shooting up. Do, do, like, that has to register in any I, sane person's head. I mean, I've, been, I mean, I've never been there with drugs, but I've been there with... I'm but making, when you do it, you realize you're making bad decisions. And sh- I, I don't think that they didn't realize they're making bad decisions. Like, I've never been I addicted know, to drugs, man. but I've been arguably addicted to video games. I've been, you know, in times of my life where I've depressed and I withdrew into other activities. But Sure. And the whole time, like, your wreck's like, okay... This is the last whatever I'm going to do, and then I'm going to do the thing that I'm going to do. And it's like that's something that you can 
I, I'm still a huge procrastinator and that's like, I'm uncomfortable watching this stuff because it reminds me of my current level of bullshit justification in my own life. <laughs> no, everybody's got a little bit of this in them, but I feel like they're more diluted than the average person. Certainly, here. certainly. Heroin is a powerful, power, powerful, uh, uh, thing to put in one's life. It's like, you know, yeah, 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 that's, uh, that's too bad. Anyway, at a bar, uh, Skyler calls about the diapers while while sitting there drinking. He lies about, you know, I'm trying to find him, pulling up to Walmart now. Uh, That attracts the attention of Jane's dad, who happens to be sitting next to him. And they talk about their kids and their family, which, you know, Walt lumps Jesse in there, pretending he's a nephew. Colonizing Mars is in my kind of conversation. They do, yeah. Well, it starts in a a conversation I can get behind and then turns to family and whatever. I'd have heard them talk and (laughs) I'd have bellied up and be like, have either of you read Robert Zubrin's A Case for Mars? (laughs) No, no, I have not. Please explain it to me in in detail. It's much less about the water than about the methane. I mean, come on. (laughs) Come on, Walt, you should know that. Uh, Jane's dad says, you can't give up on him. You can't give up on family. Uh, we find out that Jane's 26, almost 27. So older, older woman. Slightly older, a couple years older than Jesse. Yep. Sure. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of advice here from, from Mr. Uh, Margolis. I think that's his name. I don't know. It's, Donald. It's Donald Margolis, Jane's I dad. think. Uh, the, the key thing here is that Walt... Has to think about it for a minute, but he internally designates Jesse as family. Yes. And it's thinly veiled behind the nephew thing. That's that's also it registering in his own head. Sure. Yeah. And then I, I like the advice here because it goes along with the theme of Jesse being the, this baby. Uh, he says you can't infantilize them, live their life for them, and that's you know exactly what he's trying to do with his daughter, and that's exactly what he's trying to do with Jesse. Yeah, and there's a lot of, I mean, that's... It's all these themes rolling together that you can't infantilize them. That we've seen, you know, Walt treating his baby the way Jane is treating Jesse, and yeah, you know, the way she it's it's like I said, I, I like how a lot of this snake eats its own tail in some of this stuff, it feels somehow richer and more meaningful. Yep, uh, ready to talk about the final scene? I am so ready to talk about it. All right. Walt is inspired by that conversation, so he goes to Jesse's house, presumably to apologize, I think, or or maybe he's inspired more by the you can't give up on them, and he's back there to knock some sense into him. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he's not answering. Walt busts in through the back door, sees him passed out. He goes to shake Jesse, try and wake him up, and Jane rolls over on her back. She starts puking. Walt watches, and she dies. So... A couple of thoughts here. Walt as a active or passive participant in Jane's death. Active. Yes. But also in a, lot a of kind people, of inevitable way. A right? lot of people like a lot of people frame this. Well, so a lot of people frame this as if, well, Walt took a passive allowing Jane to die. But he caused but her his, to roll over. His yeah, and Jane is a careful junkie. It's arguable that maybe she never, maybe she never overdosed. Maybe they successfully put all four hundred eighty thousand dollars of that up in their arm, and then I don't know what they do. Or maybe they moved to New Zealand with it, and this really was the last time. But but Walt did. T- you can't argue that Walt's actions directly contributed. It. It's not like he showed up and she just rolled over and choked, which I think is how a lot of people remember this episode. Yeah, that's completely wrong. He um, shakes Jesse. It knocks her on her back. So there's the the, the chain reaction there. 
Mm-hmm. Secondly, Walt's re- I you know Brian Cranston's a genius, and his reaction here, where he goes to start the, his in, his in, his initial yes. instincts his as a human kind, reaction, <laughs> his human reaction is to go help her. Uh-huh. And I started thinking as I was watching this all happen because you know you have the luxury of like seeing this for a you know second third uh, time, and like wow, what is worse in your mind if? From a holistic standpoint, if you see this person choking in death and your first reaction is, fuck them, good. Uh, or is it be- is it worse for you to see this and, and, and know that I need to help this person, that's the right thing to do, and to consciously override the human thing to do for the more pragmatic thing to do? I think that's better because it shows you're not as far gone. But it feels like that's going to cost – like if your first reaction is, fuck you, I'm glad this is happening, that yeah. seems like the consequence to your soul is going to be much more slight than if oh, you yeah. have to say, man, I've I've got to really stop myself from doing this. I have to make a conscious effort and watch yeah. this woman die. No, that, you're you're absolutely right. I mean the consequences to Walt are far more devastating than if he had been fuck you the whole time or gone and put a bullet in her head or something. Uh how much debate do you think went on in the writer's room about how to play this? Probably a lot, I would imagine. Because it's like there's so many there's like so many shades of reaction as you can have to this event. You could go all the way from the like, you know, like like excellent. This is this is working <laughs> out for me perfectly to uh-huh. all the way to Walt. Do you think that there was serious debate and goddamn it, I wish I had time. I have very little time this week because we were we're behind the eight ball about with a bunch of technical issues this week. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to listen to the Insider podcast. I want to because I want to hear if there was debate about whether Walt should have let her die, or whether Walt should have when Walt when Walt should have arrived, whether Walt jostles Jesse. I mean, I, like, how much of that was a debate? Whether he jostled yeah. him and had a direct impact, whether it was just a passive thing, whether he got there too late. I, I, I bet wonder. there was a lot of debate. I'm sure it started this as a kernel of Jane dies. This is a very pivotal moment in Breaking Bad history. This is yeah. a lot. This is, I think, you know, when I said this feels like the median point of no return, a lot of people cite this is looking back the time where they could no longer support Walt. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I'm i sure there was, it started as the kernel of Jane dies, you know, the plot point, the the point in the outline. Then they go, well, how does Jane die? Well, what causes Jane to die? Uh, who is responsible for that? How much do they try to interfere? I think there was probably a lot of internal struggle on this. Do you consider Jane an innocent? No. Hmm. Why not? Because she, like, I, I still view her as a big cause for Jesse getting into heroin, period. So and you... I, I don't think Jesse ever gets into heroin if he never meets Jane. I feel like this is a Malcolm X situation, did she land on Plymouth Rock or did Jesse Rock land on her? Like, I'm kind of the la- after watching the season again. And again, yes, mm-hmm. Jane the Junkie is a giant bitch. However, it does feel like Jesse and Walt is something that happened to her rather than something that she was actively looking for. In fact, but it would have been. It would have been fine if she didn't make that choice to go back to smoke crystal meth. I mean, you can't put it all on Jesse and Walt. Oh no, everyone's got everyone's a free agent. But 
you know, and, and who knows, like maybe Jane was just looking for an opportunity to start using again. And, you know, there's a big argument to say that she knew what she's getting into with Jesse and maybe she was waiting to get, you know, she's not been dating for a long time. I, I take from her conversation with her father and that she starts a relationship with someone that she knows right away as a drug dealer mm-hmm. is somewhat telling, but you yeah. know, you no, I, I think there's enough blame to go around for everyone here. Hmm. Uh, I view it as Jane is a little more at fault because she has made some some bad choices. Uh, Do you that think that Walt had made. to kill Je- Jane or that Jane I mean, had she, to die? She made those those choices in the sober light of day, too. It's not like she was drugged out of her mind and made a bad choice to go do heroin. Uh-huh. She made the conscious, sober choice to go smoke meth with Jesse. That's like I. A big thing for me is her know, line uh, where she was arguing with Walt and he said, How do I know if you won't, that you'll not say anything about this? And she yeah. says, You don't. Mm-hmm. Like implying that had they run out of the $480,000, this situation of boomerang back around, that I think is, uh-huh. is something very cunning that the Villigan slipped in because that makes it more, it's arguable that this is something that Walt is in his best interest to allow to happen. Yes. He's not just looking out for Jesse here. He's also looking out for himself. And Jesse saying, you'll never hear from either of us again, is weak since he knows that Jesse is going along with what, you know, we know Jesse didn't want to do this. Yeah. But Jane did it and he allowed it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't... I don't know how you keep Jane from doing it at this point. Like, you shouldn't have blabbed your mouth about Mr. White's affairs if you wanted to keep that genie in the bottle. But no, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, a lot of shades of gray here. A lot of shades of gray. I have a feeling we'll yeah, have it's... a lot of feedback telling, you know, getting a lot of people's individual reactions. Because it's this show is fascinating at how it breaks down to people's individual reactions. Do mm-hmm. you still root for Walt? Do you root for Jesse? What are you wanting out of this? What are you? Why do you? Why are you a fan of Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. This this is a bit, Breaking Bad is probably the biggest hint in the Bald Move lineup that it 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 attracts the widest range of personalities, personal tastes, and and all that. Where like in a, in mm-hmm. a way that Mad Men, The Leftovers, Walking Dead are extreme ends of, but 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 Breaking Bad is this enormous tint in the middle where <laughs> the action junkies and adrenaline junkies and the cerebral junkies. And the character development can all kind of get together. The heroin and, junkies. And see, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. no, they, they all come together here. You're right. We've had a lot of meth junkies right in over the yeah. years. Talk, or former meth junkies. I, I, I imagine mm-hmm. if you're still meth, junk, meth junkie, you've got better things to do. Than... You've sold your computer for drugs. <laughs> exactly. You're not, you're you're not writing in on your phone. No, no. Huh, huh. Uh, not unless you've been to Keith Richards' celebrity <laughs> boot camp. <laughs> Then maybe, maybe. Yes, celebrity drug boot camp. Uh, <laughs> I would watch that on Star. Yeah, it's not about getting clean. It's about it's about doing drugs. Responsible self-abuse <laughs> is what he teaches. Yes. <laughs> so th- this is another reason. So th- they go straight back to heroin. This is another reason I say that they're deluded uh, about, you know, we're going to go to New Zealand. We're not going to shoot this up. Jesse earlier tells Walt that was it. That was the last time. Oh yeah, he straight up lied. I mean, he well, he came back and he did the same thing over again. I I feel like in the moment where he told Walt that was the last time, he believed it. Like yeah. that's why I'm saying he's you, deluded about 
have you seen what his proclivities have are. you seen louis ck's latest skit he just released it on his no. website for five bucks huh. he's got this really funny skit about his daughter and lying and like the first time she told a lie and mm. he's like and i've had this thing too with my son it's like lying is such a fucking superpower it's hard to tell a child why it's bad to lie because lying seems like it solves every fucking problem you throw it up against. Yeah. And you have to get to where you've you've destroyed trust and seen the negative impacts that you can never really get back before you realize, oh, that's the problem with lying. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, it's a tough thing. I did it with my boy. Did I ever tell you the story of what I did with my, my boy? Mm, I don't think so. First time he told me a bald-faced lie... Uh, slapped him across his mouth. <laughs> no, and and uh, I'm like, oh, and I, I had the speech, and I could tell that he was just like not getting it. So I'm like, okay, uh, it was like in the morning. You lied to him. Uh, yeah, you lied lunch, right back to him. Lunchtime. Hey, buddy, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Let's get like twenty dollar package and play video games and all that kind of stuff, and and like let's just have a great good old time. Get him, oh yeah, get him all ready, get him dressed, start driving. Oh man! And I went to uh, I think uh, Panera, the place he like 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 a place a kid just doesn't. And he's like, oh, I thought we were going to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, yeah, I know, I lied. And like his face, <laughs> like it all came like, oh gee. And I don't know. I mean, I haven't had a problem with it since, but. Uh, hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, that that was my solution. Sure, out of the box. Give him a little taste of his own medicine. Yeah, that's why you don't lie, kid. Yeah, because it makes you feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that's the episode. It is indeed. That's it. It is We've... indeed. Hey, if you like to support Bald Move, and I encourage you to do so, because if you're enjoying this podcast, you have to do so with the full realization that it wouldn't be produced. You wouldn't be hearing it if we weren't doing this as a full-time job. We can't do the full-time job without you, without your active support. Uh, you can go to support.baldmove.com to find out all the great ways. There's lots of different memberships you can sign up for, and there's different ways you can donate money to us. But uh, one quick and easy way, we've been talking about it of late. We've got this beef with Bezos. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. More on that later. But uh, it, it, it works it, uh, until he shuts us down. Uh, it's still a way, effective way to fight the resistance and also get us paid. If you go to amazon.ballmove.com, you can be redirected to Amazon and you can do shopping for your pool patrolling, baby saving robots from the future. Uh, your exquisitely folded baby towels to keep you from choking on your heroin induced vomit. Mm -hmm. Uh, your giant large, you know, $800,000, $840,000 plus $880,000, whatever, uh, duffel bags full of cash. You can get mm -hmm. all that stuff on Amazon.com and enjoy great shipping. Can I get a Mars lander? Can I? You can get a Lego model all right. of a Mars lander. Okay. It's the next best thing. You can get it on Amazon.ballmove.com, and not only do you get all those cool things, uh, but you also get to send us some love. Uh, you also get to keep our bits flowing. Keep us producing these podcasts uh, that are that are that are uh, getting you through today. You can keep mainlining, if you will, the Bald Move podcasts. So again, Amazon.baldmove.com, or hit it in the show notes. It's also in there. It's also in there, and we appreciate you appreciate you for being you and for the support you give us. Thank you very much. We probably have a lot of feedback to get to, don't we? Uh, not 
a ton. We have no? a decent amount of feedback. Oh, man, this is a milestone episode. Come on, people. I know. I know. Uh, some long-form takes, but not a lot of them. Um, it's, uh, thanks- it's uh, Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> it's sure valentine's day weekend man okay people there got, you go pe- people got other things to do they got <laughs> giving thanks for being in a relationship they got eight balls of heroin to do with the ones they love uh-huh make sure you fill those towels people uh so anyway first feedback angela b wrote in with just an enormous amount of questions only a third of them having to do with breaking bad i'm gonna have to get back with you on the rest angela but i will consider the breaking bad centric ones Right now. Okay. Uh, Number one, churros. Last week, the week prior to Mandela, Jim admitted he's never had a churro. Yeah. This is a travesty. (laughs) First with the breakfast pizza, now churros. Has Jim really lived? Have you really lived, Jim? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No breakfast pizza, no churros. That's a fair question. Uh, Because I think the treat that Aaron was thinking of was empanadas. There are Mexican Spanish pastries similar to churros in flavor, but stuffed with some sort of filling in fast food restaurants that usually stuff Mm. them with custard or apple pie filling. Boom. That's the one I was talking about. All right. Uh, There was a place. There's a place called Mooresville before we had a Taco Bell called Taco John's. And Taco John's made the most delicious cinnamon apple empanadas. And they came in these like little Mm. like these long paper sleeves. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, they're so good. So good. And then we got a Taco Bell and they went out of business and Taco Bell shit. <laughs> uh, point the second candle wax. I looked through a lot of Yahoo answer type uh, sites as well as hippie ve- vegan natural lifestyle websites to find out if candle wax drops on the birthday cakes. Is it all edible? There seems to be no in-between source that I can find online. The majority leans either towards no candle wax is uh, not edible on your cake, but it's not going to kill you either. And some advise to be safe. That's and the choose. Thing. If it doesn't kill you, it's edible. Come on. Right? I that's right? I can't argue with that logic. I subscribe Can I put to that. it in my mouth and swallow it? Is it going to kill me? No, it then it's edible. Boom. Duh. Uh, but some advise to be safe and choose 100% beeswax for cakes only. Yeah, that's it's your choice. But I'm 29 and haven't died yet and I've definitely ingested plenty of candle wax lad and icing. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, if you if you can swallow it you're good. It's point, edible. Point to 7 and yes I did skip 4 points. Uh, restaurant rules. You both expressed hatred for the social convention and restaurants that the servers check up on your table all the fucking time. <laughs> and I have to agree. I went through training at the Brown Social House last summer, which is equivalent to the Cactus Club or Earl's or Milestones. You guys probably don't have any. None of, these. of those. She's registered. Canadian. Okay. She's Canadian. I don't all know right. if you got the, the slight waft of maple bacon uh-huh. off of this email, but she's Canadian. Okay. Uh, you probably don't have any of these restaurants in the States, but they are classier than pubs, but speak to a more wealthy white person, urban crowd. Applebee's. Urban. No. Like TGI a, like Fridays. Like a St. Elmo's. Oh, like that a Ruth, classy? Like a that's Ruth fucking Chris. classy. Uh, it's not. No, it's not. That's St. Elmo's? That's well, middle class You classy. can walk in there with jeans, but you're an asshole if you do. No, I, yeah. I disagree. Yeah. As a guy who's walked in there with jeans, not you're an asshole. an asshole. <laughs> you get dressed up for St. Elmo's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they specifically say they're casual dining. Yeah, they're wrong. Uh, any any really nice steak restaurant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, that Bruce is Chris. I get fucking dressed up. You can walk in there with jeans, mm. but that's not that's not a casual dining place. Um. Okay. Well, I wear <laughs> shorts and flip flops. So what do you think? All right. So I'm picturing Applebee's in my head. No. Yeah. No, no. We're good. One of their actual lessons was how to do this. No joke. We were taught that once we bring a dish to your table, we had exactly one minute and 30 seconds or three bites to come back and ask how the meal was. Three bites. Three bites? It's ridiculous. Ask how the meal was? Ask me how it is because I'm still fucking eating it. (laughs) Yeah, I... 
Uh, that must be because I've noticed that. Like, as soon as I cut my steak, is everything cooked to your satisfaction? Like, I don't know. I. It seems like you can't win because you're either making rules for introverts because mm-hmm. there's some people that like the steak is ice cold and it's rare and they ordered medium and the baked potato is not cooked and the salad sucks. There's a hair and they're not going to say anything. That's when you get your hand up, right? Like you go, I hey, think come on over here. There's some people cause... that won't say anything unless they're invited to. There's like people like me where like huh. uh, I cut in the steak and it's like it's like fucking medium well and I ordered medium rare. I'm like my first thing my eyes come up, I'm scanning. Where's my waitress? Yeah. I feel like they why don't they teach that like social cues rather than fucking time. Yeah, that that's time is for robots. Time is for you know, is Time is for Jim because you want food dispensing robots. Well, I sure I would if my food were dispensed by robots, time would be a fine thing. Uh if if I were a robot eating the food as well, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. But yeah, you're right. If I'm if I'm looking actively for a waitress, they should notice that. Certainly. Point to tenth. Why didn't Or a well- waiter. Didn't mean to be sexist like Aaron over there. <laughs> uh i don't know but if you knew this but all robots are f- female oh i thought they were agendered well you're wrong okay that's the fourth role law of robotics. <laughs> uh why didn't walt become they gotta a- have a hoo-ha or a dinghy <laughs> <laughs> it's in there trust me read Isimov or yep. Yep, <laughs> isaac yep. asimov it's right there after self-preservation you must have a hoo-ha <laughs> Ten, why didn't Walt become a college, uh, university, uh, or oversight teacher to make more money? She says, well, I don't know how the teachers in the U.S. get paid. Uh, spoiler alert, poorly. <laughs> yeah. But here in Canada, we make sweet fuck all. Usually people just become high school teachers because it costs significantly less to get all that degree, and you make a decent income. Becoming a college professor or a university professor requiring a master's or PhD is so ridiculously expensive, and the job market is so scant that it's not an option a lot of prospective students go looking for. Uh, she also submitted a link um, about the... Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I call this the the economics of becoming a higher education teacher. Mm-hmm. And she says, "I'm almost done with my PDP, which I don't know what that is, in order to, to teach high school and have only settled for that instead of getting an MA because of the cost to salary ratio." Yeah, um, she's right. The scarcity of the jobs that do pay well in education, yeah, uh, lead to people, yeah, not going into that field. I feel like that, and of course, as a person who never went to college. Uh, I have no idea. I don't even know what a credit means or how it works. But um, it seems to me that a lot of academia are people that didn't set out to be that. Hmm. Like, they like got a lot into of people, an industry like, and then they got into a degree and selected the masters and went to PhD. And then because of their undergrad and postgrad work, they ended up being an assistant. And then, you know, yeah. getting grants for research do, projects. Exactly. And it's then... not like you set out to be, I want to teach X. In a university. Some people do, but yeah, you're right. They're few and far between. And I, I feel like a lot of the professors are also people who have worked in the in a specific industry, you know? Use use their higher education, their masters, their doctorates, uh, in in the private sector and then went over to public. Uh, Elizabeth G said the scene where Jane chokes and dies is so memorable on the top, one of the top scenes of Breaking Bad. What I didn't remember is how nasty, mean, and threatening Jane was to Walt on the telephone. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying Walt and Grabby. Don't forget Grabby in person. Yep. I'm not saying Walt was justified to let her die, but it reminded me that Walt was neutralizing a threat when he didn't stop Jane from choking. Which I, I, yeah, I felt like we we talked about. Jane is a mean addict and a manipulative like most addicts are. She played her dad. She even called him daddy to get out of going to rehab that day. (laughs) 
Jane's yeah. reaction to her interaction with her dad was inter- uh, interesting to watch, especially since he had just woke up from his drug and do sleep. Why did Walt go back to Jesse's house? What did he think another visit would accomplish? Why? That's a good point. What was Walt's plan? It was either to slap some sense into Jesse, or it was to say, I'm sorry. Hmm. You know, the, the, the advice that Donald gives him is don't give up, and also you can't infantilize him. He might have been feeling one of either of those emotions. Hmm. I'm going to try to tell the truth from a point of love. Yeah. Uh, Liz's theory is maybe Walt hoped to find Jesse alone and thought he could get through to him if Jane wasn't there making all of Jesse's decisions. Hmm. Possibly. Uh, and yes, that money would have ended up in Jane and Jesse's arms. They couldn't stay motivated to not use drugs for the length of time it took to walk down the hall. They both looked longingly at the heroin and the meth when they got to the bathroom, the, the bedroom door. Mm-hmm. Boom. Both agree in, in agreement with that. Yep. Uh, that's all we got for feedback. Uh, we got okay. some more in the spoiler section. Yeah. If you'd like to give us feedback, you can do so, of course, at breaking good at baldmove.com on forums.baldmove.com where we have the weekly, uh, podcast and episode thread. Also on Facebook.com uh, slash bald move. And you can tweet at Jim on Twitter at bald move, which is also a great place to stay informed. Like, you know, Twitter's super easy. You want to, you want to get the, uh, the bald move signal, mm-hmm. uh, subscribe to our Twitter feed. You know, the second our podcast drop and you'll actually see all of it. Unlike uh, Facebook. Yeah. Where Facebook where they fucking artificially block your somehow I have 5,000 fans and only 400, 500 people see each post. Yeah. Such bullshit. Uh, it's because we're not paying $50 per post to promote it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're not bitter. No. Zuckerberg. Not at all. We're coming after you after we f- defeat Bezos. That's the oh, next. Oh, yeah. After we dispense, after we uh, take care we're of the We're using Bezos Lord. pennies to come after Facebook. That's exactly right. Yeah. We are locked and loaded with the pennies. The Zuckerberg. The Zuckerberg. Um but yeah, that's all we got. Uh, we got a little all bit right. of a spoiler section, uh, but in, we'll have the finale, yeah, of uh, uh, of the season episode two thirteen ABQ mm-hmm. coming up next week. It will be a barn burner. It will be. It will be. A lot to discuss on that one. Very in in, <laughs> in Aaron's mind, a controversial episode. Yep. I can't wait to see what people have to say about it. Please send your takes. Breaking bad. Breaking good. Breaking good at baldmove.com. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Be back next week with that. Uh, If you're sticking around for the spoilers, do so. If not, see you later. Till then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Have a pleasant evening. And we're back with the spoiler section. What do we have this week? Let's play the name game, part two. Part two. Right. Um, we find that next episode, Jane was actually born in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Is that, that, that could be a reference, yeah. And, and also her whole, you know, one daughter bo- being born, one, one daughter dying. That kind of feeds into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I got to say, two airplanes... Uh, a lot of times, you know, the, the colloquial term is uh, bird, mm-hmm. birds, uh, two birds Phoenix striking each a... other into a ball of fire, yep. uh, f- some fiery cataclysm. Uh, this is the season that, that Walt becomes kind of like Heisenberg full on. Mm-hmm. There's a little Phoenix imagery there, too. Yeah, definitely. And also the Mars lander, of course. Uh, there were a couple things I noticed in this episode that are 
foreshadowing. Uh, for instance, at the very beginning of the episode, when Walt is driving in to make the drop, his car sounds just like a jetliner. Like, they're using the jet engine sound Seriously. when his car comes driving in, and then it morphs into, like, a, a more hearty car sound. I know they've done, they've done that before yeah. in this season. There have been so a they, lot of jet sounds and jet imagery. Yeah, definitely teasing that. And then the other one I noticed is when, uh, it, when Donald is talking to Jane for the first time. They're at the NA meeting. Uh, he's saying, you know, oh, how's your job going? My job is going good, uh, although they're hiring anybody with no experience at all. I thought that was interesting, given that he is the one that causes the it's crash. Scary. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just like a weird way to kind of foreshadow something that you think is going to happen, and then it happens a different way. Yeah. I like that. I um, I agree. I saw I picked up from Arya's site on Seriable. Uh, he mentioned that the, he saw a lot of parallel, the fatherhood parallels between Walt and Donald, but also in the way they dressed and appeared, the very oh, similar yeah. styles of dress. Also, that Donald has the Heis, the trademark Heisenberg goatee, and he hmm. wondered if this is something that he took away from. You know, this is kind of like a death trophy. Although Donald doesn't die, Donald doesn't die. No, he tries to commit suicide, mm-hmm. right? I think so, and think... he ends up in the hospital. But but you know he can't take a goatee from Jane, so he takes it from her father. Do you? He could take uh, a studded belt from Jane. He, he takes could start a, wearing uh, a studded belt, <laughs> a bear eyeball. He does do that, yeah. So uh, maybe that's what he goes. But I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Uh, another one uh, that I forgot that there's a cold open in three eleven, which is this you know, next season, mm-hmm. uh, where Jane and Jesse, I believe, were at the Vagina Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, apparently, they eventually got there and. Uh, Jesse says something very romantic, and Jane says that was so sweet. I think I threw up in my mouth a bit. That's not <laughs> what is that? That's not foreshadowing. No, that's a callback, I guess. A callback. Here yeah. you go. It's not backshadowing. It's a callback. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Because we got a fairly lengthy email from Scott. Yeah, let's go to Scott's email. And, and this is all about ABQ. And I thought about saving it for next week, but I'm like, I feel like we're going to get a lot of feedback about these type of points. So I want to get the ball rolling. Okay. Scott V said, I just want to put my two cents in on the airline accident plot from Breaking Bad. I agree with Aaron that I didn't care for it. In fact, I hated it. If you'd asked <laughs> me before the rewatch which season was the worst, season two was it. Hmm. Now, that's interesting because I think I would have said the same thing too. But man, now? There's, a, there's a lot of good stuff in season two. A lot of really good stuff. It's hard. Breaking Bad's a very hard show to say which is the worst season and it's a very hard show to say which is the best season yep my gut says season four Mm -hmm. is the best but i kind of want to give it to season five because of how hard it is to end something like this sure yeah but i mean the level of execution in every season is just so good yeah so high i don't know how to really properly rank these seasons right Especially when you're talking about a season five, which builds off the rest of the series. I, I kind of think I still have to and make man. season two my least favorite just because this is all building to what I consider a very wrong headed scene. But let's let's let uh, okay. let's let Scott have a say here. Yep. He goes on the rewatch. I've realized how much the plot line colored that season for me. I now think it's a very strong season. Yeah. 
And I'm right there with you, 12 episodes into it. They did so much good stuff in here. You guys have talked about how they plotted out season two from start to finish. I think this time it worked against them. Totally agree. There have been many episodes that start at the end and then flashback to watch how the characters get to that end. Villigan and crew are great at that. However, here they tried to do it with the whole season. They did it too well. All second season, I was stoked every time they started the intro in black and white, the eyeball, dudes in hazmat suits, wandering through the White's yard. All I could think was, was he cooking meth there? Was there a shootout? Who may be dead? All I knew some, was something big happened. And that's the thing. I want to take a break from his email. I, coming into this 12th episode, was like, this finale has got to be something fucking out of this world because this has all got to come to pass in one episode. Yeah, you were looking for the season four finale. How? How is this going to happen? <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, who knows? no, it's a bit it's of it's a, a bit of a switcheroo. That doesn't you know? The longer it went, the more the expectations were yeah. built up in their mind, and I can't yeah, blame them. I, I felt like kind of it would have been perfect to go themselves. out on this um, episode. And I was excited. He right? Scott like, what is he looking at that one? Less than a recurring cast member in a body bag was going to be a letdown to me. I remember calling out bullshit to my wife when the crash happened. I was stunned. Yeah, Yeah, I think that would be a great season finale. I was like what I imagine the Seattle Seahawks fan was after this most recent Super Bowl. Just like, what did I see? Mm. How did this happen? I don't think there's any way. What does this? Am I still a Breaking Bad fan? Especially with it. What the fuck? And like you, Aaron. Scott. One thing I want to say for next stretch credibility is that this would ever happen. Add what if they did the plane the crash really didn't without change any the status quo of the series? And I felt cheated, which is another big problem. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. You tease like, this with the body bags and Not to spoil anything from this episode of Justified. Happens, but, yeah. but this week's uh, episode of Justified, oak, oh, 604, man, there was something... Big surprise moment. Very shocking <laughs> that worked very, very well. If there had been a black and white 3.30-second intro that built up to this situation... Fuck you, and then you saw it as the climax of the season. Does it work? Yeah, not as good. Certainly I kind of wonder, like, if you just didn't have the black and white scenes and just just happens as a shocking coincidence, and it's not your expectations built up. I wonder if it works better that way. Probably better. I don't know if it works completely still. I, and in fact, just because like, of the coincidental that black and white stuff is event. only cool to the fact that it actually lands and hits. So, yeah, I don't know. But it's something mm. I want to talk about next week. Okay. Uh, in fact, I'm going to make some notes on my show notes. But that's it. That's all we got for feed. That's all we got for everything. We're done. We're all done. Right. I've got like cool. five other feedback emails I've saved at the top of my notes for ABQ because I've been I've been stacking them up. Yeah, I'm stacking sure we're going to get plenty more before then. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, see you next time. Bye bye.